What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and we are previewing Monday Night Football, a mammoth NFC North game. It is actually a huge game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Joining us to do that now, Emery Hunt. Emery, what's up, buddy? How you doing? What's up, Will? Man? How you doing, man? Are you uh, are you in the are you in the belly of a sports book right now? Where are you? Definitely in the bowels of the Mama Sports Book. Um, by William Hill at Oceanport, New Jersey. I'm going to make sure I get it all correct, but definitely at <laughs> where we've been since Thursday. You can follow Emery on Twitter at FBallGamePlan, a great follow on Twitter, and you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ, breaking everything down from the sports book all throughout the day, leading up to the game. A couple of, so the Vikings are minus three here. The over-under is 43 and a half. Kirk Cousins, 0-9 straight up and against the spread on Monday Night Football in his career. His teams have scored a to- an average of 17.2 points per game in those nine games. Chicago has covered five of the last six meetings in this series, and they've won the last four meetings straight up. Uh, do you think you'll be following those trends and making a pick for this evening's game, Emory? You know, it'll be tough to follow those trends. I do think that when you look at Kirk Cousins in, in, this, in, his, uh, in this game, I don't, I don't think uh, Minnesota will want to make him part of the story. They will really want Delvin Cook and Madison to be the story. So I think when you look at this number is what, three, three and a half, that's a good number for this game. If it was six or something like that, I'd probably take Chicago, but I will lay those points with Minnesota. Wow. So Minnesota has, uh, Minnesota has played really well the last couple of weeks, and a lot of it has been because of Delvin Cook, and Chicago's defense is still very good. Offensively is the biggest concern for me because you don't know what you're going to get from Chicago on offense. That's why I feel more confident trusting Cook and the Vikings defense, and I'm excluding, you know, number eight in, the, in this equation. It's more about run game, defense, special teams, and that's why I think they'll win this game. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been incredible over the last uh, over the last few weeks. Over the last five weeks. Excuse me. He's averaging 23.6 carries and 149 rushing yards per game. He's averaging almost two rushing touchdowns per game. He's also catching uh, more than two and a half passes, 33.4 yards per game. So, I mean, he's like over the last five games, he's like borderline in the like, like 200 scrimmage yards per game average. And, uh, did he get hurt against Seattle? He got hurt against Seattle. So one of those games, he actually suffered an injury. And, and left. And then, of course, he missed a week. Um, the last two weeks in particular against Green Bay, 30 carries, 163 yards. And against Detroit, 22 carries, 206 yards, five rushing touchdowns. He's had, uh, four catches for 109 total receiving yards and has scored a touchdown through the air as well. I mean, I mentioned these stats because I think you're right. Like the Vikings have decided we are going to put everything on Dalvin Cook's back. And we know that he's been injury prone in the past. I mean, that's, you know, he, he's just, he's dealt with a bunch of injuries in his career, whether it's week to week stuff or season ending stuff. Um, they paid him this off season. And I think that this is sort of what you want when you pay a running back. Like, yeah. you know, like, Hey, look, we're going to, we paid you. You want all the carries. You're getting all the carries. Let's see what you can do. My only concern tonight, Emory, is that against the, the bears are a team where I feel like if you try to just run, run, run at them, that they might be able to limit your ability to generate a push in the running game and, as a result, be able to keep it competitive. Is that a crazy notion? 
Not at all, because we've seen them do it to Delvin Cook all throughout his time. They, yep. He hadn't gone over 100 yards, barely has gone over 70 yards, if any time, against Chicago. We saw them do it against Der- uh, Derrick Henry. Henry. So we've seen them stop the run uh, very often. But but if you're Minnesota and you paid Delvin Cook, that's why you try to find a good carbon copy in Alexander Madison. You know, it's like you have Fruity Pebble or Fruit, fruit Loops. <laughs> circles, right? It's the, yeah, it's the yeah. same taste, same consistency. Um, even though Fruit Loops just, for whatever reason, taste better, and you would rather that, there's nothing wrong with Fruit Circles. So like Alexander Madison's like a Costco, like a Kirkland. Uh, <laughs> exactly. He's like a Kirkland golf ball or like Kirkland like vodka. You know, it's like it's, good, it, good value, Delvin Cook. It tastes know? like Grey Goose. It <laughs> smells like Grey Goose. It just doesn't say Grey Goose on it, right? I mean, that's exactly. It, yeah, I mean, like you don't you don't feel like you really bought up to Grey Goose, but you'll you'll certainly you're not going to go out and show and you know your your big <laughs> box of uh, Fruit Circles, like you know. Yeah. Exactly. Check out my Kirkland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but that, but they play really good defense. That's why I, I do think, to be honest, I think the over is in play here. I think the over will hit because oh. you know, primetime games. I think we'll see a little bit of back and forth. Nick Foles and the Bears seem to find some offense in stretches of a game. So I think we can see a twenty-four twenty type matchup here. Okay, and yeah, you don't need a ton of points to get to the over at forty-three and a half. Right. Um, you know, looking at the last couple of games, the Vikings have played better defensively. I think. You know, they gave up 27 to Seattle in that primetime game. That's not ideal. Um, you know, but they, you know, they gave up 20 to the, to the Lions, 22 to the Packers. A lot of that was sort of in garbage time. It does feel like Minnesota might come out and limit Chicago early, but if they get a lead, they will allow Chicago to sort of throw their way back into it. And that's one of the things that Nick Foles is, has been capable of doing all year long is really trying to force their way back into games with some garbage time stats if for some reason they get they start to trail early. I, I, I think one of the things to watch, and we can sort of get into this in, in terms of player props, and we'll look at the William Hill player props. Um, I am very curious to see what, what kind of receiving approach they take with these running backs. Now, Madison, not a big pass catcher. Dalvin Cook is outstanding in the passing game, and I wonder – Will they utilize the pa- the short passing game, Minnesota, to alleviate the pressure that Chicago might put on the interior in, in Cook trying to run the ball? In other words, do you get screens and swing passes going early to try and sort of keep Chicago off its game plan defensively and then therefore sort of soften up the front and allow you to run maybe in the second, third quarter? I think you want to try to utilize a little bit more misdirection because yeah. you're trying to go east and west against Chicago. They're a speedy defense, so they can cover east and west. Well, Quentin Smith is having a really underrated season. Exactly. And, and then they're so disciplined in that regard, but they're so aggressive in that regard. So the counters, your traps, any misdirection plays will probably be best suited against a very aggressive defense, speedy defense like Chicago. You get them going one way, and it's a wrap. But when you look at having Alexander Madison and also Delvin Cook, if it were me coaching the team, I would probably find situations to get both in the backfield at the same time. Therefore, you have the best of both worlds. You can have the run game still be excellent. I do think both guys are competent enough to block for one another if you want to go east and west. And you also don't lose Cook's ability as a receiver if need be and running any type of ghost motion with him while using Madison as the run threat. So I would try to get a little bit more creative with my backs and also tight ends because they do have some athletic tight ends that they can also use in the run game like we've seen San Francisco do uh, very well with Kittle and company. So there, there are some options here offensively for them. It'll be interesting to see how they utilize their personnel 
to combat what they're going to see from Chicago. All right, so let's look at some player props. I mentioned Dalvin Cook's receiving. His over-under receptions at William Hill is two and a half, and the under is currently juiced minus 125. I'm a little – not that I think he's going to catch 10 passes, um, but, you know, he's been – I mean, he's been catching a, a fairly reasonable number of, uh, you know, of, of – pa- like, he's got – you know, since week one, uh, when he had, uh, one, just, I mean, he's, he's had two targets in every single game. Now he usually is like right at two receptions, but I sort of wonder if this might be the week where they get him a little bit more involved, as I mentioned, to try and, you know, to, to create, to get that flow, to get Chicago going in the opposite direction and to try and, you know, generate some big plays in the passing game. Do you, you have any feel on the over under or you, any player props you like in general? I, I would probably stay away from the reception number. Okay. Um, if anything, it's going to be, chunk play uh, related, you sure. know, they might try to find him on wheel routes and try to take advantage of those over aggressive linebackers. Yeah, look, he has, he has 109 receiving yards the last two games on four catches. So, I mean, he doesn't need right. like six catches to get there. He beat Green Bay by himself. Yeah, you know, pretty much. His run and also his receiving skills. So, player props, I will probably go under the 100-yard barrier. Is, I think it's at 86 and a half rushing yards. But I do like the total. is like 106, I believe. Uh, so his total rushing and receiving yards is right. It's like one Oh six or something. I yep. would take that. I think that's fairly attainable. Um, considering he may get 55 to 60 yards rushing and a big chunk play in the passing game. I think that's pretty attainable for him. Uh, Darnell Mooney for Chicago. I like his prop is over what two and a half receptions. Um, I think that's attainable because he's their chunk play. And when Chicago gets down, because they will be down this game, Chunk plays will get them back in it, and he's a chunk playmaker. I think that's going to be a, a good way to go because they're going to have to find ways to get him deep down the field, and I think that's an opportunity for them to do so. We saw them do it against New Orleans. We didn't see them do it against the Rams. They waited too late, but they started to do it earlier against New Orleans. I think we'll see them go to Mooney early and all to try to maybe jump out and get a lead with him deep down the field. Okay. Uh, the, I took, I like two, uh, tight end props. I took the, I know you mentioned they, they, they could use the tight ends in the receiving game and I think that's possible. Uh, but I like the under on both Jimmy Graham and, um, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, 29 and a half receiving yards. Jimmy Graham, 35 and a half. Uh, I would lean towards the under on both of those guys. Not that they can't catch passes and I wouldn't mess around with the receptions, but like they can catch four passes. Like it wouldn't be surprising if Kyle Rudolph had four catches for, you know, 17 yards and two touchdowns. Like nothing would surprise me with Kyle Rudolph. I don't think that he'll be a big yardage playmaker in this, in this spot though. Uh, I think they're more likely to use, you know, of, of course, Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Irv Smith is involved there as well now. Dalvin Cook in the receiving game. I just don't, I don't think Cousins is going to throw a ton in this game. Uh, they just don't want to and he's not going to. And I just don't, I, uh, Jimmy Graham's the same thing. Like Jimmy Graham's not beating anybody down the field. So I would be surprised if those totals both went over. I would look, uh, under towards him. Anything else you like from a prop perspective? Probably the the total number of passes for Kirk Cousins, I think, is at 27. I would probably go under there. there you're going to see them try to belabor the point by running the football. And, you know, even if it's not working, they, they want those attempts to be there to shrink this ball game and make it a possession game. So therefore, they can then uh, get after Nick Foles when they know he has to throw to win the game. So I would probably go under 27 pass attempts by Kirk Cousins, because if you go 27 and a half or 28 for Kirk Cousins, that's losing football. So 27 is the magic number for him. I think they'll hit that under. Yeah, uh, Cousins has 25, 26, 27, 22, 39. When they, they, lost got, the they lost Seattle. 
Yeah, what's that? Yeah, they lost at 39. They got blown out when he threw 36 times against Atlanta, uh, and then 14 against Green Bay and 20 against Detroit. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pretty clear. Like Mike Zimmer loves the idea that Kirk Cousins might throw 15 to 25 times max, and that's how they get their win. So I, I tend to agree with you there. Uh, all right, from a DFS perspective, um, obviously Dalvin Cook is the top captain, and it is, I mean, gosh. He, I mean, you look at DraftKings, he's $20,400 uh, in order to make him the captain. Is there is there somebody other than uh, Dalvin Cook that you would look at from a, a captain's perspective and, and think maybe this is the guy? I know you mentioned Darnell Mooney. He could be sneaky if he busts a big touchdown. Um, Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins, I guess, technically have to be in play, although I think this would be a week where, or you know, a showdown game where you don't want to use uh, the quarterback, Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Thielen's 15,000 even. Jefferson's 12,9. I mean, going Dalvin Cook, the problem is you are shrinking your budget for the rest of your DFS lineups. Yeah, I think you could probably go for Justin Jefferson. He, he could be the chunk play guy. Or you can go for Thielen to be the supplement to the run game. If they can't run the football, they could utilize him in that short, quick passing game, which would be fine. So if you're not looking to spend that money on Dalvin Cook, you can spend it on Thielen or Jefferson. I think both guys will serve as a complement to our supplement to the run game if they're not able to have the success running the football. Because if they can't, they can't rely on Kirk Cousins dropping back and surveying the defense. They're going to want that ball to come out quick, short, and they do have some tremendous rat guys, run after the catch guys in Jefferson and Thielen. Yeah. Uh, looking uh, down the board a bit, just for some sleepers in terms of um, DFS perspective, did the, am I, am I, yeah, the Bears did activate Lamar Miller. Uh, I don't know how much run he's going to get. He's the stone cold minimum at $200. Um, they have Amir Abdullah for Minnesota who caught a touchdown pass before at $200. Uh, let's see. There's not a whole lot going on. Chad Beebe at a thousand, I guess is a little interesting. His numbers are, are kind of cranked up. The defenses are cheap here. I would expect you to see a lot of ownership on these defenses. The Bears are 3,200 and the Vikings are 3,000. So in theory, you could go Dalvin Cook as your captain. And actually, this is this is not a crazy idea. And then load up on defense and kickers for a really fun and exciting game. And and then you, you have sixteen thousand six hundred left over, in which you can you know toss in Allen Robinson, Kirk Cousins, however you want to do it. Um, so if you're willing to bypass a lot of the receiving options, you can go Dalvin Cook as your captain, and then have a you know have a plethora of kickers and and all that stuff down there. I do think that, and I forgot to mention this up top, uh, but I believe. That the weather is, all right, it looks like it's not going to be quite as bad. So the wind is going to be in between 10, uh, 10 to 12 miles an hour throughout the course of this game. 37 degrees. Whoo, that is icy up there. Uh, but no, no rain tonight. So they dodged, they dodged a bullet in terms of the weather looking really bad. Um, any other thoughts on, on sleeper guys that you might be interested in, uh, playing like an Anthony Miller, maybe? there's not a whole ton of low-end guys. I think it's just going to be a how do you order this and who do you pick as your captain, basically. Exactly. I would also – I, I kind of like Amir Abdullah. You know, he's a, he's a guy that could definitely make you miss. You know, he has the potential to be a chunk play guy, especially in the passing game if they're looking to, to substitute, you know, guys in and out of the lineup just try to keep guys fresh. Abdullah would be one. Miller is always in play, but that that uh, puts you in position to trust their, their passing game, which you don't. Because on paper they have tremendous talent. The Bears should be six and two, a good six and two, not a Bears five and four what they are right now, which is really zero and nine. You know, so they should be 
good with the amount of talent they have on the roster, but you just can't trust their offense right now. But Amir Abdullah would be one. Um, Anthony Miller could be another one, but I, I would stick to maybe Mooney and those tight ends more so than Anthony Miller. All right, good stuff, Emery. Thanks, buddy. Uh, make sure you go to sportsline.com. You can get picks there. Go to sportsline.com slash join. Do you have a promo code you want to give out? Or, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't. But just make sure they follow me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. <laughs> yeah, do that. Also, subscribe to FBallGamePlan, too. YouTube.com slash FBallGamePlan. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, we'll see you tonight. We'll see you this afternoon, all day on HQ. Appreciate you taking the time, pal. Always.